It's time to get the facts on the Vax. On TV, we only get a few minutes to share each story, but here we get to tell you all the details about stories that are important to Greater Cincinnati. I'm Stephen Albritton, and this is WLWT News 5 Beyond the Studio. Today on the pod, as we creep up on two years in this COVID-19 pandemic and whether another round of record high daily cases, we are taking your questions and concerns straight to an infectious disease doctor. Dr. Stephen Blatt with TriHealth has spent 35 years in the field of infectious diseases. He sits down with WLWT News 5 investigative reporter Jatera McGee to go over what's fact and what's fiction. From the COVID-19 vaccines, the test to confirm the virus, and truth or false on how a mask protects you, we gave him the opportunity to dispel some of the misinformation or shine light on the truth from what we've seen on social media or heard at school board meetings and more. Here's Jatera McGee. So the first thing that we heard, um, a mom was saying, please consider the psychological impacts as well as the respiratory and other conditions that wearing a mask eight hours a day can cause to otherwise healthy children. What would your thoughts be about that? Yeah, so there, the studies have really shown that it's not physically harmful, although certainly some children can have anxiety from wearing a mask. Uh, especially kids who might have developmental delay, uh, sometimes have more difficulty following directions to wear a mask all the time. But from a a physical standpoint of getting enough oxygen and being able to exhale, there's no problem with wearing a mask. It's been shown that that's quite safe. This is one that we've heard time and time again, but it's good to um, get a refresher. If masks work and you're protected, why does it matter if my child has a mask on? Well, the reason that masks work is only if everybody's wearing them. So so masks, you know, reduce the transmission of COVID by at least 40 to 50 percent. But if you're not wearing a mask, you're really exhaling a lot of uh, COVID particles potentially. And, and even people with masks can inhale some of it uh, possibly uh, if, if you're on masks. So the way that masks really work is if everybody uses them. The next question is about masks as well. And you did already kind of touch on this. Um, I've also, this person said that I've also done some research on the studies of mask wearing. Face masks lead to adverse health effects. Yeah, there really haven't been any adverse health effects that have been identified other than the anxiety issue, which can be real. And people who have, feel like they're having trouble breathing, uh, they can have an anxiety attack from wearing a mask. And and so it may be difficult for those people, uh, but otherwise there are no adverse health effects of wearing a mask. We heard some interesting things about vaccines, and I think there's a lot of confusion in general. Um, This person said during a a public hearing, the mRNA vaccines have never been on the market anywhere in the world. mRNA vaccines have been tested in humans before for at least four infectious diseases, rabies, influenza, I'm going to mess this up, but cytomegalovirus and Zika. So all of a sudden, we're supposed to roll up our sleeves to take a vaccine that has never been on the market before, just tested on humans. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so they they were testing the mRNA vaccines in a number of different viral infections. uh, and they were, you know, not urgently testing them because those infections were um, not causing a pandemic. And when COVID came along and a pandemic uh, was obvious, we needed a vaccine quickly to try and shut down a transmission of COVID because it was, you know, 
causing uh, serious infection and, and millions of deaths around the world. Um, and so the development of COVID vaccine based on mRNA technology was sped up uh, appropriately so. And so it was tested on uh, hundreds of thousands of patients and shown to be very safe and effective. I think one of the issues is that you need to look at uh, side effects from vaccines and other vaccines. And, and most of the side effects occur within two to six weeks following the vaccine administration. They don't occur a year later. So if a vaccine is going to cause a problem, it causes it fairly quickly. Um, and with the COVID vaccine, we're well out a year, over a year out from the uh, startup of those studies and really have not seen any long-term side effects of the COVID vaccines. So there's actually some truth to, to that piece, um, that the mRNA vaccines hadn't been actually um, put on the market per se for humans prior to COVID? That's correct. They were undergoing clinical trials, but they had not been uh, even requested to be FDA approved yet because those trials were still enrolling patients. Just curious, do you know if those trials are still going on for the other diseases? They are, um, but you know, because COVID has taken over so significantly, a lot of those trials uh, enrollment has slowed down just because all the efforts going into COVID. Um, another statement that we heard, um, this person says through mid-August of this year, according to the VAERS system, there have been 13,771 deaths reported with this vaccine, 17,944 events reported for permanent disability, and 14,525 life-threatening reactions reported. Of course, I know you wouldn't have those numbers memorized in your head, but could you speak to that statement and to the VAERS system in general? Yeah, so so what the VAERS system does is anybody who has uh, what they think is a side effect from the vaccine can can uh, fill out a form or do it online and, and get their information uh, uploaded into the VAERS system. Um, and they also monitor uh, patients who have uh, passed away following a vaccine or uh, had any other uh, significant uh, disability following a, a vaccine. And, and but what what they're not looking at what they're not looking at when they look at the VAERS database is the number of people that died who didn't have the vaccine. So um, the number of deaths following uh, COVID vaccination was not different between people who got the vaccine and people who didn't get the vaccine. So the vaccine went into people living in nursing homes, people in hospice situations, people who were expected to pass away at some time in the near future. Um, but they, they got the vaccine anyway to both protect themselves and uh, uh, the people around them. So, so the VAERS system, uh, even though those numbers are accurate, it doesn't tell you that they died from the vaccine. It just tells you that they died. They probably died of heart attacks, strokes, cancer, all sorts of things completely unrelated to the vaccine. Is it typical? I know I had done some reading that after um, the Gardasil vaccine, there was an uproar because there were a number of deaths reported, um, but it was a similar kind of situation where the deaths were reported, but they weren't actually tied to the vaccine. Is this something standard that you all go through in infectious diseases? Yeah, it's very important that you look at uh, 
the all cause uh, reason for people to uh, pass away. So if you got the Gardasil vaccine and got in your car to drive home and got, died in a car accident, gets reported that you died after the Gardasil vaccine. It's not from the vaccine, it was from the car accident. Uh, and, and the same goes for the COVID vaccine. So anybody who passes away in the months following a COVID vaccine gets reported to the VAERS database. Uh, and then they can go back and they can look at, did the percent of people who died in the VAERS group differ from people who didn't get the vaccine or not? And that's an important research tool. Um, and so we did find some important uh, side effects with the VAERS database, like the blood clotting issue that occurred with the uh, uh, Johnson & Johnson vaccine. That was discovered through the VAERS database when it appeared that people who uh, had gotten the Johnson & Johnson vaccine had more blood clotting problems than people who didn't get the vaccine. So, so the non-vaccinated group is really a control group, and the VAERS database is really the people who got the vaccine. And then is it accurate that um, the deaths that are reported to that system or the disabilities that are reported are then investigated to see which ones are actually tied to it or not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So they, they go back and, and make sure that it wasn't, you know, anaphylaxis or some other uh, direct vaccine related side effect. To your knowledge, have there been any deaths caused by any of the COVID-19 vaccines? Oh, I, I'm not directly aware of any. It wouldn't surprise me if there had been uh, some very rare events that could be directly tied to the vaccine. Um, so, uh, for example, the Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine that caused those blood clotting issues, I believe there were a few uh, deaths related to uh, uh, blood clotting in the brain uh, that were uh, ultimately tied to the vaccine. Uh, but those those uh, episodes or those incidences were very, very rare, far more uh, less common than people who died from the disease itself. So overall, if you look at the big picture, you're still protected from dying by getting the vaccine. During one of the hearings at the state house, a representative asked someone, isn't it just as important um, for us to be aware of the fact that taking the vaccine has killed children? Can you speak to if you have any knowledge to if that is true or not? Yeah, I'm not aware of any mortality in uh, in children who, who uh, have gotten the vaccine. There certainly have been uh, cases of children who died from the disease itself, though. Um, and, and so, you know, COVID can be a serious infection in children uh, and they can, you know, get sick enough to die from it. If there were these enormous numbers of, of kids or adults who had died directly from the vaccine, um, I would think that that's something that you all would know about by now. Can you just um, kind of clarify that? Because you said there may be a, a handful or a few you're not aware of, but you're not seeing hundreds or, or thousands of cases, as some are saying. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, in, in the United States, there have been, you know, over 300 million doses of COVID vaccine that have been delivered safely. And across the world, almost, I think the number is 4 billion. Uh, COVID vaccines that have been delivered. Uh, uh, and if if there is anybody dying from those vaccines, it has to be incredibly rare because um, we would know about it. Thank you. We're nearing the last questions. Um, the CDC, this is about testing. 
The CDC itself has put out that these PCR tests cannot tell the difference between influenza and COVID. Yeah, that, that's just not true. So the PCR tests are highly uh, sensitive and highly specific. So uh, you can tell the difference between uh, COVID and influenza by using a PCR test. Now there is one, there is a PCR test on the market that tests for both viruses. Um, so it, I don't know if some people are confusing that issue that if that test is positive, it'll tell you which one of the two viruses you have. Uh, but the, the PCR tests are really the best way to tell if a person has flu or if the person has COVID because they're very specific. I'm sure most of everybody knows this. And if you don't, you need to do some research. People are dying from the vaccines. A lot of people are dying. A lot of people are being injured horrifically. We already talked about um, the death rates um, or lack thereof, but can you also speak to if there is evidence that people are being critically injured from taking the vaccine? Yeah, it's just not true. I mean, like I said earlier, you know, we've delivered 300 million doses to over 150 million people here in the U.S. And those people are out walking around doing fine uh, and not dying from COVID infection. So the, the vaccines are very safe and very effective. And it's really the best way to keep yourself from getting sick from COVID is to get a vaccine. We've covered a lot of ground. Are there any other uh, glaring uh, pieces of misinformation that I didn't ask about that you wanted to speak to? Now, I think the main thing is, you know, just be careful where you're getting your information from. And, and if you look at the CDC and the FDA websites, those are uh, some of the best places to go to look for information. Um, this is not some conspiracy to try and uh, get people to take a dangerous vaccine. We, we really want people to be safe and healthy and, and avoid getting this infection and passing it on to people who are maybe older and frail who really uh, would have bad outcomes from it. Um, we, we need to get a hold of this pandemic because it's not going away. It just keeps coming around. And until people get vaccinated and are immune, we're going to still be dealing with it for a long time to come. Thanks to Jatera McGee and Dr. Stephen Blatt for bringing us the facts on the vax. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. This has been WLWT News 5 Beyond the Studio. I'm Stephen Albritton. Thanks for listening. Accuracy. It matters in everything you do. Your GPS needs to be accurate. Take a left on third. Your taxes need to be accurate. And your dentist needs to be accurate. You choose accuracy every day. And for an accurate forecast, choose WLWT Weather. It's the only forecast in Cincinnati independently certified most accurate. Nine years in a row and counting. Accuracy does matter. Choose accuracy. Choose WLWT Weather.